0: Welcome to the Abundant Life Church Sermon of the Week. Get ready for your life to be changed by today's message from Pastor Jeremiah Hosmer. Amen. I want you to turn in your Bibles today to 1 Samuel. 1 Samuel chapter 1. And we're going to read the Word of the Lord and then after that we're going to pray. And as, uh, after we pray you can be seated um, today. First Samuel chapter 1 Before we start reading the word of God just look at your neighbor and say neighbor say it like you got the Holy Ghost neighbor I need you to understand you're not here on accident nor by happenstance you're here by providence that means God brought you Here. (laughs) Now, one more time before we go any further. Now, look at him and say, that means he has a word for you. Glory. Now, there was a certain man in Ramathim, Zophim, of the mountains of Ephraim, and his name was Elkanah, the son of Jeroam, the son of Elihu, the son of Toa, the son of Zoph, an Ephraimite. He had two wives. The name of one was Hannah. The name of the other was Penina. Penina had children, but Hannah had no children. This man went up from his city yearly to worship and sacrifice to the Lord of hosts in Shiloh. Also, the two sons of Eli, Hophni and Phinehas, the priest of the Lord, were there. And whenever the time came for Alkanah to make an offering, he would give portions to Penina, his wife, and to all her sons and daughters. But to Hannah, he would give a double portion, for he loved Hannah, although the Lord had closed her womb, and her rival, Also provoked her severely to make her miserable because the Lord had closed her womb. So it was year by year when she went up to the house of the Lord that she provoked her. Therefore, she wept and did not eat. Then her husband said to her, Hannah, why do you weep? Why do you not eat? And why is your heart grieved? Am I not better to you than 10 sons? So Hannah also, after they had finished eating and drinking in Shiloh, uh, after finished eating and drinking in Shiloh, now Eli the priest was sitting on the seat by the doorpost of the tabernacle of the Lord. And she was in bitterness of soul and prayed to the Lord and wept in anguish. Then she made a vow and said, O Lord of hosts, if you will indeed look on the affliction of your maidservant and remember me. Somebody shout, remember me. And not forget your maidservant, but you will give your maidservant a male child, then I will give him to the Lord all the days of his life, and no razor shall come upon his head. And it shall and it happened as she continued praying before the Lord, that Eli watched her mouth. Now Hannah spoke in her heart. Only her lips moved, but her voice was not heard. Therefore, Eli thought she was drunk. Isn't it amazing that every time the religious crowd gets around the real bride and they're having an encounter with God, they accuse them of being drunk. So Eli said to her, how long will you be drunk? Put your wine away from you. And Hannah answered and said, No, my Lord, I am a woman of sorrowful spirit. I have drunk neither wine nor intoxicating drink, but have poured out my soul before the Lord. Now, do not consider your maidservant a wicked woman, for out of the abundance of my complaint and grief, I have spoken until now. And Eli answered and said, go in peace and the God of Israel grant your petition which you have asked of him. And she said, let your maidservant find favor in your sight. So the woman went her way and ate and her face was no longer sad. Then they rose early in the morning and worshiped before the Lord and returned and came to their house at Ramah and Elkanah knew Hannah, his wife, and the Lord remembered her. Somebody shout, remember me, God. So it came to pass in the process of time that Hannah conceived and bore a son and called his name Samuel, which means God hears, saying, because I have asked for him from the Lord. Now the man, Elkanah, and all his house went up to offer offer to the Lord a yearly sacrifice and, and his vow. But Hannah did not go up, for she said to her husband, not until the child is weaned. Then I will take him, and, and he may appear before the Lord and remain there forever. So Elkanah heard her Elkanah, uh, her husband said to her, "Do what seems best to you. Wait until you have weaned him. Only let the Lord establish His word." Then the woman stayed and nursed her son until she had weaned him. And when he, when she had weaned him, she took him up. And uh, with with her, with three bulls and an ephah of flour and a skin of wine, and brought him to the house of the Lord in Shiloh. And the child was young. Then they slaughtered the bull and brought the child to Eli and said to him, "O oh my Lord, as your soul lives, my Lord, I am the woman who stood by you here praying to the Lord. For this child, I prayed, and the Lord has granted me my petition which I asked of him. Therefore, I also have lent him." to the Lord and as long as he lives he shall be lent unto the Lord I want to I want to just take a few minutes today and preach a message called pregnant with purpose Father God in the name of Jesus Lord I stand right now with the privilege and the honor of preaching your word one more time. Father, I am standing in front of people that have been saved and sanctified and filled with the Holy Ghost. I'm standing in front of people who love you and have committed their lives to you. And I'm standing in front of some that have yet to discover what you want them to do in their lives. And some I'm standing in front of God today, they really don't even care that you're in their life. But God, I believe that you are who you say you are. And so today, God, I pray that your perfect will is going to be done in this house on earth as it is in heaven in Jesus' name. I decree the kingdom of heaven is at hand right now. And Lord, I decree and declare your presence, your anointing, your conviction, your power and the awakening of your glory hitting this house right now. In the name of Jesus, I thank you, God. Give me a prophetic utterance that I may speak into the hearing of your people right now. Give us all ears to hear, eyes to see, and a heart to obey. Lord, let there be an ease of listening in the kingdom today oh God I pray let them not see me but let them see you let them not hear me but let them hear you let them not feel me but let them feel you God for we stand in a Kairos moment and you are ready to fulfill your word so God do it today in the name of Jesus and I need everybody to say amen. amen. Hey, listen, I need you to really do this now. So ladies, don't take no offense to this, but it's in the spirit now. Look at three people and say, neighbor, you're pregnant with purpose. <clears throat> Come on, tell them you're pregnant with purpose. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. You're pregnant with purpose. All right, now, they, all right now. if you done told them you're pregnant with purpose, now we done talking. Let's listen. Come on, somebody. I, I want to, I'm going to take, like I said, take a few minutes and, and bring this word to you today. I sense in my spirit, uh, I, I actually, can I, I, you know, I always pray for new people to come to the house of God. I always pray for for newcomers I always pray for lost people and broken people so if you're a newcomer today you need to understand we prayed you in here I always pray if you're broken today and you came to the house of God we prayed you in here if you're if you just moved to this area and you're looking for a church we prayed you in here we 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 called you out before God, and, and, and you might have thought you could have slipped in, but you really couldn't this morning because we prayed you in here today. But I need you to understand, more than all that, I prayed for those of you that call this house your home for you to show up today. I, I, I like said things like, God don't leave them alone until they show up. I sense in my spirit I could be wrong. I'm not saying I thus said the Lord. I'm saying I sense in my spirit this is a deciding moment for this church today. This church gets to decide its destiny today. Now, if that just awakened you, good that's what I wanted it to do. If it just sobered you up, good. That's what I wanted it to do. You got to understand something that this house right now is pregnant with purpose. And God is looking to see, will this place carry the baby? I don't have no amen crowd no more. Lord, help me out, Jesus. I don't have lost my amen crowd that fast. He's looking to see. Who's going to be willing to inconvenience themselves to carry what has already been conceived? Heaven has released a great purpose over this house. As a matter of fact, I would go on to say... I, I don't know of another ministry right now. I'm not saying it ain't never happened to another ministry, and I'm not saying it ain't happened happening at another ministry. I'm saying I don't know of another ministry right now. I don't know of them personally that has a purpose that God has released on this house right now. I don't know of one. I don't know of one. I need you to understand the moment that you're in and so before I really get to preaching today, I've got to keep on bringing this into you and bringing this before you until you awaken to the Kairos moment, because you've got to understand in a Kairos moment is when God steps into the middle of time and he stops Kronos on this side and he stops Kronos on this side. And he says, I've opened a window and a door for you in this very moment. And if you step through, then all this can come. But if you decide not to, then I'm going to step out of that Kairos and I'm going to walk over here and open another. A moment right over here for somebody else I'm gonna open it up for somebody else I don't know of another purpose of sitting on a ministry like this one has right now you must understand though there is a difference between the purpose being released over a ministry and the purpose being conceived in a ministry There's a difference purpose being released over you means that God has a plan for you, but you have not received or accepted or completely yielded to that plan. By, uh, Pastor, I don't know if I believe that. Well, you got to understand that the children of Israel, their purpose, the God purpose for them was to cross over the Jordan. But when they decided they didn't want to cross no more, God said, "Okay, I'm gonna wait and for forty years until a generation passes by and dies, and then after that, I'll open up another Kairos moment, and I'm gonna see Joshua. Can you bring a generation over Jordan?" So just because God has released a plan over you does not mean it's going to come to fruition. He is waiting. Will you uh, conceive what he has released over you? When it's released over you, listen, it's just a conversation piece. When God's plan's released over your life, when God's plan's released over a ministry like this, it's just a conversation piece. When it's inside of you, then you conceive it. You now take ownership of it. Let's go somewhere. All you parents in the house, you, 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 you're able to relate to this today, especially you mothers. When you were talking with your spouse about starting a family, uh, while you was talking with them, it was just a conversation piece. You would sit around the dinner table and you would talk about how many kids you want to have. And you would sit around the restaurant table and you would talk about, well, I'd like to have two boys and one girl or three girls and one boy. It was just a conversation piece. It was just something that you talked about. But when you went to that doctor's office and he confirmed that you were now with child, it went from conversation to conception. This is where this house is right now. For years, help me, Holy Ghost. For years, we talked about what it would be like to see a move of God where people came from different states, where people came from three hours away, two hours away, one hour away to fill the house and see the Lord move. We talked about it over and over. We sat around and dreamed about it. What would it be like? What would it be like for people to show up from Ohio? What would it be like for people to show up from Indiana? What would it be like from people to show up from Texas and Alabama? What would it be like that every time we walked in the house, God showed up and awakened a generation. Do you not remember the talks you had? Do you not remember sitting in prayer meetings? Fasting. Lord, sin, revival. Do you not remember the prophecy given. Some of you old school saints, that don't mean your age, old school means you went back even before me. And a woman of God stood up and said, God gave me a vision. I seen them lined up outside, waiting to try to get in because There was a move of God that was happening that was so powerful. They were lined up trying to get in the building and there wasn't enough room for it. Do you not remember? Do you not remember us sitting around talking about what would it be like if Brownsville broke out here? God just said, come and remind them a few things. Because why? some of you sit at home and will not attend an awakening, God said, remind them. They fasted. They prayed. They sought me for this. Now I put the seed in them, and they're willing to abort it. He's saying, ask this church, will you carry my baby? Great Mother's Day message, Pastor. Y'all give Jesus a hand real quick. <laughs> Heaven has sent purpose into this house. I'm not talking about a vision. I, I I'm not talking about a five year plan to build buildings. I'm not talking about a 10 year plan to plant churches. I'm not talking about a three year plan to what we are gonna give to missions. Those are all good things. We gonna do them. God has sent purpose. Do you not realize church, there ain't one more thing that has to happen for Jesus to come back? Nothing. The last thing that had to happen that truly, truly showed us Jesus was coming back was Israel had to be made a nation. That happened in 1948. Now you listen to me. Listen to me. This is what he said. This is what Jesus said in his word. He said, this generation that sees Israel become a nation will not pass away until I have come back. Do you hear me right now? That means that we are 10 to 20 years. Pastor, are you trying to tell what days? I don't know what days coming, but we are within years of Jesus coming back and this is the great awakening that he is trying to send in the earth to awaken the church, to save your children, to save your marriages, to save your city. It's here. What would it be like? What would it be like if pastors were coming from other churches because they were dead and they were ready to give up on the ministry? Some of them even suicidal. And what would it be like if they walked into our church because the glory of God was showing up so strong and when they walked out, they didn't want to quit no more. And when they walked out, they didn't want to kill themselves no more. And when they walked out, they were ready to go preach. It's happening right now, church. They show up. They show up every weekend. You remember when you fasted and prayed for it? It's here. You know, like when you do all the posts on Facebook talking about this nation needs revival? It's here. You know, when you send out all the tweets talking about the church needs to wake up? It's here. Right now, what I hear in my spirit is heaven is asking this question. If you're a newcomer today, now we welcome you to be a part of us. But if you're just saying, Pastor, I ain't nobody studying y'all. I'm just here because my mama said if I don't show up, she's going to like throat punch me. Well, don't listen for the next time. Don't listen for the next few minutes. Play on your phone or something. Just keep it on silent. But for those of you that call this house your home, Listen. Heaven is asking a question to this church. Will you make room in your lives and in your schedule to carry my baby? Can you? Or does Samuel have to skip a generation? See what you don't understand about Samuel. Samuel was not just some normal baby. God brought Hannah to a place where she was so desperate. God said, I'm going to let a woman, I'm going to close the womb of a woman. The Bible says God closed her womb. I'm going to close the womb of a woman for a time until she gets so desperate that what comes through her will not just be through a man, but it came from me through a man into her. He said, so when, so when she gets so desperate, she has to cry out to heaven to receive something from heaven because what is being received in her is coming from heaven, not just in an earthly realm. He said, so, so what I'm doing is I'm bringing her to a desperation where she will cry out. Where she will sit here and say, God, I've got to have you. And can I tell you, I don't want Samuel to, to skip this generation. So, he, so Hannah begins to cry out. What you need to understand is that Samuel was no normal baby. Israel was in shambles. Israel was falling apart. The priesthood was, the priests were making a mockery of the house of God. It, does it, I'm going to name a few things and it'll sound familiar to what you hear about some of the church today. Eli, the, the high priest, he, he was so lazy that he, did, he wouldn't even correct nobody. He wouldn't correct nobody. He just let him, let his sons do whatever they wanted to do whenever they wanted to do it, however they wanted to do it. He wouldn't turn, bring no correction. He, and he just said, well, it's just all this greasy grace and everybody's going to make it to heaven somehow. The devil is a liar. And then his two sons were sleeping with the women outside of the temple when they came to intercede and they were robbing the offerings. It had become a mockery. And oh, here we are as the Church of America. Nobody wants to fear the Lord anymore. Nobody wants to fear the church anymore. There was once a time, and it's right here in your Bible, where if the church stood up, people said, don't you go over there playing with them because there's a Holy Ghost that's inside of them and that Spirit that's inside of them. If you ain't real with him, he'll begin to do some stuff that you don't like in your life. There was once a time where that was the truth, and now there's a mockery being made. And so God says, "I tell you what, this I uh, 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 I don't really like." Eli and what y'all done with my house. And so I'm going to bring a woman. Stay with me now. I'm going to bring a woman to a place of desperation where she begins to cry out because Samuel was no normal baby. Samuel was a change agent. Samuel was something that shifted things when he showed up. Matter of fact, when Samuel was brought to the house of the Lord, even at a young age, things started shifting. The Bible says a man of God came in after Samuel was there and said, y'all better get your stuff together or judgment is coming on this house. And he shifted things. Just him being who he was awakened a nation. Right now, this is what God is doing. He's awakening the church. He's awakening the nation. The question is, Here we are. Do you have time and room to carry it? Or are you so busy and preoccupied that you prayed for conception and now you want to walk to the abortion clinic? I didn't expect Mother's Day message to go this, like this. But I'm telling you, this is what the Spirit of the Lord said. He said, there's people been praying for this for 20 years, 30 years in this church and will not even embrace it. You will not even support it. Man, Holy Ghost, I wanted to preach. <laughs> I wanted to say something different. I want to talk about how mamas were so good and how we so thankful. Ain't nobody got time for all that. You, talk, you telling me to give my Fridays and Saturdays up? Are you kidding me? Are you, are you kidding me? You want me to carry what? Don't you know I smoke pot on Fridays? Don't you know I go sleep around on Saturdays and you want me to carry a Samuel? Lord, help me have a church after this today. Please, Jesus. I love them for real. inconvenience myself to carry an awakening you know when you have a baby it's inconvenient You know, you, you got to take that office that you used to go in there and, and have all your stuff so neatly organized, and now it just turns into a pla. You, you, <laughs> you, you got the baby carriage in there, and, and you got the diaper bin. You got all this in here. And, and I mean, it just there ain't no office anymore. You got to take your workout room where you was, man, you was getting right. you don't put the mirrors up you don't put every stuff up and you got to take it now and pull it down and start putting in baby beds and, and butterflies and And you got to stick one of them little gates you can't never work to get. Y'all know what I'm talking about. You can't never get that thing open. They have the devil. Got, got them little plastic things in the, in the sockets you know that you can't never get out to plug anything in once you put them in there. Just completely inconvenience. Now, where you, you and your spouse, y'all you used to just be able to, you just, hey, let's just go take off. We go do this. Now you can't take off, just go take off anymore. You just can't do anything like you wanted to do it anymore. Why? Because there is now another life that is there. And it might be inconvenience right now, but remember what the Lord says, that children are like arrows and And he's saying, church, if you'll begin to carry my baby, he said there's gonna be a day, yeah, you might be inconvenienced right now, but there's a day that what was an inconvenience now is gonna be a blessing later. It's gonna begin to provide for you later. It's gonna begin to show up for you later. But you've got to commit to it right now. You want me to inconvenience? You want me to skip little Junior's thing he's got going on that he don't even know he's at? Somebody said, you know, your last birthday and your first, ba- first birthday are like the same. Everybody has to invite all the guests, and you don't even know you're there. You don't even have a clue who they are. And you got junk all over your face, and somebody's having to wipe, wipe your face while you're sitting there trying to eat. You want me to do what? You know what you're asking, preacher? I'm not asking anything. I'm not even telling anything. I'm reminding you of your prayer. That's it. I'm reminding you of what you fasted for. And now it's here. Don't you want to walk in it? Don't you want to move in it? Or you're just trying to get a big crowd. No, 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 you got to understand. I got delivered from crowds a long time ago. If you were addicted to crowds and you made it through corona, you are no longer addicted to crowds. I stood up here and preached with 15 people sitting in this place right here. It ain't nothing but a thing. My call does, is not dictated on how many people show up and how many people don't show up. My call is dictated on the call that and the anointing that God has in my life. And if God has a word, then I'm going to preach it. And if God ain't saying nothing, I ain't saying nothing. I'm just reminding you of your prayers. I'm reminding you of your Facebook post. We need revival, God. Okay, we're here. Where are you? Where are you? Lord, send an awakening to your church. We're here. It's here. Where are you? Go back telling jokes, Pastor. Come on now. Amen. I'm a I don't have the joke. I wish I had some of the jokes that some of these preachers come. Out. I'm like, where are you finding those jokes? I don't I don't I don't know where y'all getting them. Maybe because I'm called and not a comedian. Maybe maybe because what the Lord has put me here to do is to call the church to awaken and repent and not make you laugh. Maybe that's why I don't know where them jokes are. <laughs> Bless you, son. May the Lord give you about 20 on them in Jesus' name. Now, this is. I'm almost done. It's Mama's Day. I understand. And it's been pretty tight this so far. But I got to sleep tonight, and I'm going to do it very well now. I'm going to do it very well. This is what I want to tell you about your time. And I'm also speaking to me. You don't own it. If you own your time, make it stop right now. Make it speed up. You don't own it. It's not mine. It's not yours. Watch this. We have been lent time. I'm bringing you a circle. We have been lent time. Hannah comes and brings Samuel and says, I have lent him unto the Lord. God is saying, if you want lent time, lend yourself to me. This church is pregnant with purpose. My God. But I don't know if some of you understand that it's no longer just what has been spoken, but now it has been conceived. Will you carry it? that's the question of the day my God I want to be a part of a place that, that has such an outpouring has such a glory has, has people coming and people are healed and matter of fact if you received the healing over the past four weeks stand up right now look around look around look around look around sit down if you've received a financial miracle i'm talking about a miracle of the past four weeks stand up look around and why you're shouting and clapping if god had done something major in you and awakened you stand up right now in jesus name look around Do you not want to carry this baby? Do you not want to carry this baby? It's a this is a real question. I promise you, I'm not here condemning anybody. I'm not, my goal is not to make you feel bad, especially not on Mama's Day. Come on now the Lord said go and ask them what do you want to do with this now honey I we was just kind of having fun I didn't expect it to actually come back positive I don't know if I'm willing, willing to do this I, I, because things are gonna get like bigger and stuff and all of a sudden life's gonna start coming out of places I didn't know that existed <laughs> And, 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 and you know, I'm going to be eating like fried pickles and ice cream for a while. And and I got to take your man cave and turn it into a nursery. What do you want to do? Do we want to go? Do we want to go to the hospital and have it? Or do we want to go to the clinic and abort it? Here we are. I I can't make this decision for you. And again, I'm not trying to make you feel bad. I'm telling you. The Lord said, go and ask them. Which one do you want to stop at? do you want to have the baby or you want to go back to whatever regular was and let it die and I'm not even asking for you to answer right now your answer to me means nothing you got to get with God you have to get with God and you have to sit there and answer and say, Lord, yeah, yeah, I, I, I think, yeah, I feel funny, but yeah, I'm throwing up in the mornings, but yeah. My clothes ain't fitting no more, but yeah, somebody come with me somewhere. Right now, something's changing, but yeah. I'm waddling instead of walking, but yeah. I'm ready to have it, God. I, I think, yeah. And I don't know, y'all stand up so I can be done. I, I don't know how many people are going to be awakened. I don't know how many healings we're going to see. I don't know how many baptisms in the Spirit, how many salvations. I I know we've already seen a lot. And I'm not trying to turn this church into a quote-unquote revival place, so to speak. I realized that Jesus said, I'll build my church. I'm just bringing you to you for you to remember your prayers. And now God has answered. What do you want to do with do we want to carry it full term there's some there's some people that have given so much during this revival my God Pastor Antoine I see some of the people serving I don't know how they made it the first week I'm being honest I mean, they were getting, they were going home at 1.30 in the morning, getting up some of them at 5 in the morning, going to work all day, getting off work, running home, changing clothes, getting right back up here. I mean, I was just playing, Lord, please don't let them die on my watch. I don't know how they, I don't know how some of you made it, but I am so grateful because in the very early stages of conception you picked that thing up and said my god on my watch we gonna carry it right now it won't die on me on my watch but now we need some help voices are strained (laughs) Dear God, Miss Lindy, one time I looked at her hands after a service. One I said, "We're gonna have to buy you one of those manicures right there." She didn't have no more nails on them, blisters all over her fingers. Them preach where we don't have voices no more. We go home tired and exhausted. I can't remember the last time I went to bed after a revival before twelve. I can't remember. But when I want to quit Antoine and when the abortion clinic light is flashing I look around and remember some of these faces that when they showed up on night one they were lost as last year's Easter egg. When that light is saying stop in here and just just do away with this thing and go back to your normal place I look around and I remember some of them preachers that came in, Oh, they were broken. I'm talking about messed up. Traveled nine and 10 hours. Nine and 10 hours, Vern. One not traveled all the way from New York, brought four of his leaders. Just, God, let me get in here and get some breath again. Let me breathe again. When I want to stop by that thing and tell them, go ahead and take it out. I remember how some of you showed up. My God, your marriage was like a mud puddle. And in one moment in God's glory, All of a sudden you're hugging and kissing and everything's okay now. Every time I wanna stop in, say, God, take it out. I remember what he told me when I was young in the faith. You're gonna lead a movement that'll awaken nations I know this wasn't maybe for everybody today but it's for a bunch of folk I'm not trying to manufacture nothing if God ain't in it the last thing I want to do is be in it can I get a good amen in the house of God amen I ain't trying to manufacture nothing I ain't trying to conjure nothing up. I don't want a conjured up revival. I don't want a conjured up uh, awakening. I don't want none of that. Let's just go home and and eat something and and just chill out. I mean, right? But that ain't what's happening here. God is doing something so miraculous that it's like, Pastor Antoine, it's like it's going to usher in His rapture. You know why it's like that? Because it's going to usher in his rapture. So I I had to make up my mind, young man. Wait a minute. I, I think I was born for. I came into the earth for I think Hannah prayed me through for ah, this and now I'm ready across this building lift your hands spirit of God I pray I didn't even get to point number one Holy Ghost I'm asking that you do a work today I don't want anybody Holy Spirit leaving here feeling condemned less than I don't want anybody leaving here feeling like They're not a part of the church because they might not have as much time as other people. Spirit of God, I'm leaving all of that into your hands right now. All of it. These are your children. These are your kids. This is your church. You just told me to come and ask them. Will they carry the baby or not? So in the name of Jesus, I ask that you'll speak. That you'll speak in in ways that only your children can hear you and know that it's you. And whether it's through the word, circumstances, situations, whether it's through the soft whisper, whether you're shouting into their lives or whatever it is, I'm just asking you, Holy Spirit, to do it for the glory of God because this house is pregnant with purpose and Lord I don't want to see your purpose pass over I want to embrace it I want to carry it and God if that means an awakening lasting for another month or awakening lasting for another five years I don't care God I just want to be able to stand before you Jesus and say I carried the baby full term. And here, well done, thy good and faithful servant. We pray you were blessed by today's message. For more content and to get to know us better, download our app at AbundantLifeChurch.com.